Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on The Kevin and Fred Show, and I am rejoined uh, by my friend, Chris Heller. Chris, how's it going, man? It's going great. How come, hey, how come every time I'm on The Kevin and Fred Show, it's only Kevin? Uh, I try to keep Fred working. Somebody has to do it. I record the podcast. Fred does everything else. It's basically oh, yeah. our division of labor. And it's funny you say that because he and I just recorded um, a couple of podcasts together where we talked about business partnerships. Um, and so I was laughing like you finally, you know, you're finally on the podcast. This is pretty amazing. And then like, so that that's come up before. So like maybe I warmed him up a little bit. He might actually record some podcasts now. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. As long as he doesn't quit his day job, then 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 and it doesn't get in the way of that, I'll I'll allow him to be a bigger part of the podcast. But yeah, uh, that'd be that'd be something if you had to come out of retirement, right? <laughs> no kidding. All right, man. So Chris, I'm you and I. Gosh, I feel like we could probably talk for hours and hours on end. Um, and what I want to focus though this conversation on today for the podcast, anyways, is in regard to, I want to talk about the industry. You know, I think when you and I last spoke, it was it was still, you know, a couple of years, it was not quite two years ago, but it also wasn't like in the last six months. Um, so curious what you're seeing industry-wise, kind of some of the things that you're going. And then really the big thing I want to talk about today is, is the book. And, um, uh, you know, just kind of talk about that. But let's do this if we could. Let's start with the real estate industry as a whole. Give me your take on here. You and I are recording this. It's, it's literally April 1st, 2022. Um, this will, I don't know, air sometime probably in May is my guess. Um, so the writing's kind of on the wall for this year, on the if you will, uh, or at least, you know, we're through the first quarter now. What's going on? Like, what do you see happening? And and if you dare, what do you, what do you see kind of happening maybe in the near-term future as well in, in the industry, just kind of from a, from a national perspective? So what... It's easier for me if I answer that from a couple of different perspectives. Okay. One is, um, so one from like a real estate agent's perspective. So from, from an agent, and I still have my, my team in, um, in San Diego, it's, you know, it's actively selling. In fact, the text message just popped up from my listing specialist. Um, and the, you know, from an agent's perspective, like we are pretty much like we were last year, right? There's, inventory constraints, there is still good demand and properties are still appreciating. What's different from last year is affordability is now becoming an issue. And, and that's a combination of, you know, prices can only go so high before people go, I can't afford it. And then you add, you know, interest rates that have, have gone up pretty fast and historically not that high, but compared to where they were, they, you know, it's been a pretty, a pretty good jump. So that typically is the beginning of when things start to slow down, right? So my, prices go up in relationship to supply and demand. On the supply side, I don't think we're going to see a lot of changes 
quickly or or um, or significantly. On the demand side, I think we're going to start to see demand start to to wane, and when that happens, that then has an effect on supply because you'll have properties that that don't sell or don't sell as fast, so they start to accumulate more on the market. As more properties accumulate, more competition, you know, for the for the amount of buyers that are out there. Now, the good news is there's still strong demand, pretty pent up demand. So I don't think we're going to see like this this crest. But it's always fun when you do podcasts and record things, and you find out six months later you were like completely wrong or you were <laughs> right. But um, but I think the second half of the year in certain markets, we will see things start to slow down. Um, you know, we had a record number of transactions last year. So for, for the active agents and the active teams, it was like, it, it was, had its challenges, but also was awesome because there's a lot of properties selling. Yeah. Um, I think we'll probably end up with fewer homes sell this year than we did last year, but not, not significantly. I mean, maybe it's 10%. Could be twenty percent less, but still twenty percent less of six point six million is still a, a, a strong year as far as the number of properties sold. So, you know, agents are are faced are have been faced and will continue to be faced with with um, more and more challenges. And those challenges come in the form of more agents, fewer sales, downward pressure on commissions. Um, uh, more companies coming in contact with buyers and sellers before the agents do. And then, so then the question has been for agents, so what do you do? What do you do to combat all that? Well, look at you, you don't fight those platforms and those companies out there, you leverage them. You go, okay, how can I get involved? How can I get business, you know, from these companies? Um, you know, the, the consumers being offered more, more options than they've ever been before. You know, like there's so many different ways as a seller, I could sell my property now. There's so many different ways I could buy a property, you know, via with a power buyer or a cash buyer or, or buy before you sell and all those things. Um, consumers are gonna get, get, keep getting all those offers. Um, good agents are gonna be the ones that are delivering those offers. And, and if they do, then they'll use that to create opportunities for themselves. So. That's like industry stuff from an agent's perspective. From a, you know, as a chief real estate officer at Ojo Labs, as an advisor to several startups, an investor in startups, and then, you know, a friend to most of the CEOs of the big companies in our industry, you know, I look at things from that perspective and say, okay, this is going to be an interesting year. Um, there's going to be a lot of companies that that were doing really well and had big valuations that are going to struggle, and that's how they handle those challenges and those struggles will be super interesting. There's other companies that have been um, trying to do things, trying to raise money, trying to go public, and you know that's likely to be pushed off. Uh, you know, we have our the company we were both with for a long time, Keller Williams. I would say very little chance they go public in 2022. It'll be 2023 and probably the middle or the second half of 2023. Um, and then if I'm them, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely concerned about, you know, where the market will be by then. Uh, the, and I'm not talking about necessarily the real estate market, but the capital markets and, yeah. and the economy and, and everything else. So 
we'll see. Some companies got got what they needed just in time and got out just in time, and others um, will be um, be dealing with strong headwinds. You know, there's um, and then there's other companies that have a lot of momentum, and as long as as long as the leadership of those companies you know, keep making the right decisions or don't make wrong decisions. You know, they, they have a big opportunity to take advantage of the, the, the headwinds that other companies will be dealing with. It's funny you say that because I, th- I think there are, you know, there's these different stages for, for some of these companies where it's needed that the leadership makes good, if not great decisions. And then there's other ones where they can, they can just not make bad decisions and, and they're going to be okay through whatever the next wave looks like or what this next couple of years looks like. At least that's, that's kind of been my, um, my observation maybe and you know, kind of my two cents for, for what it's worth, all, all two cents, in kind of just taking a look at just different companies and models and things that are going on in the, in the industry for sure. I think there's definitely some that are going to be able to, like they're really going to have to do well. Like they're going to have to make solid decisions and just kind of keep, um, you know, it's for, to use like a football analogy, like keep moving the ball down the field, right? Yeah. There's others yeah. like they can, as long as they play really good defense and don't give up anything crazy, they're also going to be okay. Yeah. It's, it's also too, when, you know, when the markets change um, or there's different dynamics, it's also interesting to see how you know, different leaders respond. Yeah. I, you know, some companies you'll see, you know, they'll, They'll pull back and others will go, wait, this is when we need to step on the gas. And, um, and uh, I don't know, personally, I've always have the, been of the mindset that the, the best defense is a strong offense. So um, I, I, when others are retreating, I rather attack. Yeah, that seems to be, um, yeah, it's a good, that's a good strategy for sure. I think, um, you know, it's funny, you mentioned kind of like the capital markets, like I know you've, I've noticed a few companies, you know, some massive layoffs, um, you know, and kind of, I think you, you've even seen some companies with like down rounds where the valuations went down for the next raise. And a lot of times those things kind of come together because um, one's one is dependent upon the other to even get the money. So I, I think that's been interesting and telling for sure is to go, okay, there's certain companies out here that we're having no problem raising money before and they go to raise another round. And now it's like, you know what, we'll give you a little bit of money, but at a lower valuation and, Oh, you got to lay, lay these, this number of people off or this percentage of people off. So anytime I see that, that's interesting because it feels like money on that side of the universe has just been so free flowing for so long. Yeah, that, that, you're absolutely right. And then the other thing too, that's happened is you have some companies who did raise a ton of money with, with big valuations and and if they had to do it again right now, they wouldn't they wouldn't get those those types of valuations, and which puts extra pressure on them to say, okay, we got to make what we got work, and we got to get to where we need to go to, um, because if we need to to raise again, it may not be at the valuation that we did that. So, and that's never a fun you know a fun option. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure for sure. Well, let's shift gears for a minute. So. Um... Man, so for the for the reader that doesn't or the listener that doesn't know yet, and hopefully soon to be reader, um, you just published you published your first book, man. Uh, Dominant thoughts and things grow where our minds go. So tell me first a little bit, what's the genesis of this project for you? What and I gotta know, man, why now? Like you're you're busy, dude. 
you got a lot <laughs> of things going on. So tell me about where the book idea came from. And then I'd love to know why, why write it now. And, and by the way, I got my first copy yesterday. Um, so this is like holding the real thing for the first time. Very cool. uh, less than 24 hours. Um, so, well, the genesis was, yeah, I'm not, I'm sure a lot of people have the thoughts sometimes of writing a book. It'd be cool to write a book. Or if I wrote a book, this is what I'd write it about. And I've had that thought over the years, but like you said, I'm, I'm busy and there's nothing I've, I've slowed down to do. And I didn't, I've never done it before. Right. So you don't know, you don't know how to do it or what to do or those type of things. So I was, um, about a year ago, I was on a podcast and the host had, there was three of us, three guests on the podcast. And, um, and I hadn't met the other two. I thought I had heard of one of them. His name was Greg Reed. And he, I'd heard him because he was a speaker and an author and he was from, uh, it was in San Diego, but I didn't, I didn't know him. So anyways, we, it was a great conversation. Like I, I listened to that podcast not too long ago. I was like, this was like, this was an awesome conversation. And, um, just like knowledge filled nuggets. And anyways, near the end of the, of the podcast, the, the host said, Hey, Chris, when are you going to write a book? And I said, yeah, I've thought about it, but I don't know. And I'd have to, I'd have to pick Greg's brain because he's written a bunch of books and I haven't, but I don't know. It's not, nothing's planned. So two days later, Greg calls me and says, Hey, you know, it was fun doing the podcast with you. And I, I've been sitting on a title of a book. I already have the URL. And, and I think with your, with what you have, um, it would be a fun project to do because I got the, like I said, I got the title, the URL, I have all the contacts of, and can tell you how to do it, but you got to come up with the content. He goes, do you think you have the content? I said, yeah, I have the content. I've, I've thought through things many times. So that was the genesis of it. So that was like a year ago. It's a 118 page book, like it's 12, you know, 10, 10 page chapters or nine page chapters. And um, it, it, we thought 90 days to knock it out and be there. And, and then the reality sets in, right? It's like, oh, I need to get to it again. I'm too busy. And, you know, got stretched out by a year, but I, I was determined not to have it go past the year. So on December 30th, of, of 2021 i finished the last of it and um and it helped too that i had a couple of weeks off work at that time so power through and, and get it done and um and then we were you know we were just going to self-publish it and he said hey i have a, a book agent let's we might as well talk to him and see if you know if any of the big publishers want it so we contacted that that guy who's pretty well known in the industry in the, in the book industry and um sent him sent him the draft and he emailed me back like the next day and said hey i'd like to publish it i have a you know we do also do publishing and so it's like all right well okay i'm i'm skipping the self-publishing route and going <laughs> going straight to publishing and and so that and greg has been a greg is awesome he's he is the one of the most dynamic highest energy people you'll ever meet and he really knows I think he's been, I think he's authored or co-authored like 30, 40 books. Oh, wow. And, um, so he really knows the stuff. So he has the great connections of been just helping, you know, like the guy that, the guy that did the cover, like, this was like, I, I wouldn't have known where to how, and this guy, 
this was like the guy's like first attempt, I think, on the cover. And we said, I love it. That's it. Um, and then, you know, we have the, the dominantthoughts.com website. And, you know, I look at that was like, this is awesome. And he had the guy that, you know, has built other book websites for him. And so it, it's, it's been a great partnership. That's awesome. Um, so when you so when it came to like actually writing and kind of creating the content, um, you know, you're part of the deal there. What was this, you know, was this kind of the, did you have the formulation, I guess, already in your head? Was this something you thought about for a while and you were, this was how here, the way to get it out? Here's what I had. So we, we, we decided from day one, it was going to be a, a story, a parable. So it's a business parable. And that really resonated with me because when I was younger and in my, you know, my twenties, um, some of the most, to this day, some of the most impactful books that I read were those type of books, like The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah, Ogmandino is the greatest salesman in the world. You know those those type of, of books, and then later, you know, the Who Moved My Cheese and My Icebergs Melting and all those type books. So, so that was going to be the format. He had like the opening scene in his head. He goes, "Here's the opening scene," and then he said, "You need to have enough content to fill, you know, 10, 12 chapters." And, and I did because I've had, um, I've had this list that I kept and it was, I just call it my rules for winning. And, and those are things that I wanted my kids to know, but I hadn't, you know, sending my kids an email like, Hey, you should read this or see this. I, yeah. Um, and so I've had this list and I thought, okay, I'm just going to pick each one of these topics and these will be you know, this, so each one of these chapters, and then, then it gets, you know, then that just got woven into the story. Oh, that's awesome. Um, very cool. So looking back now, so here you are launched, you actually have the first copy in your hand a year later. Um, if you hadn't written it the last year, but you had the experience you have, and I said to you today, Hey, Chris, you should write a book. Or, you know, are you still, are you writing it again today? Like, what, like, was it because I, what tends to, uh, what I've seen tend to happen with books is they tend to be like a labor of love, no doubt. And, um, and it's like, you don't really, most people anyways, don't write books to get rich or famous. It's because they've got something they want to share with the world. And so therefore it lends to, yeah, it was really hard most of the time. And I probably would do it again, but I'm always curious what, you know, like what goes through people's mind. Yeah, so um, I, I would do it again, but if, if you were asking that today and I hadn't done it, um, I probably wouldn't do it. It's not that I, knowing what I know, it's not that I wouldn't want to. I just, the, the emphasis for me doing it was I had a, a partner who's, who's really been more of a mentor saying, hey, here's how you do it. And here's the recipe and here's, what we do next and here's who we go to for this and here's who we go to for that so i was really lucky to to met greg and and have that that guidance um which is cool because now there's things that i can share with people to you know to help other people that are interested that's awesome what during the process of writing this book what was the thing what surprised you about whether it was process or just actually writing what surprised you that you didn't expect so I kept thinking and saying, this is too basic. This is too basic. It's not gonna, 
it's not going to be impactful. It's not going to, and, and finally one day Greg said, like it, for you and probably your friends that you hang out with, it probably is basic because you know this, you've lived it, you've done it, you've taught it. But for most of the world, it's not. And, and there's a lot of people that, that can really learn from it. So in December, when I had, when we had the first, the, it wasn't the final draft, but one of the almost final draft, I had shared it with a coworker and and she goes, yeah, I loved her. So she read it and, um, and she had very positive things to say. But the thing she said, which, which then caused me to think, okay, maybe, I'm, maybe, I, maybe this is going to work. And she said, my son, who's about to graduate high school, is not going to go to college without reading this book. Um, and that was, that was really good validation. Uh, you know, because I... I, I Although it's not a real estate book, real estate's like my world, right? It's my life. And I thought, okay, as someone who has a real estate team, has had real estate companies, I've always looked for good books that I could give, give those people on my team to read to help them, you know, get to where they want to get to and where I want them to get to. And so I wrote in the back of my mind, this book was always, I was hoping it to be one of those type of books. Um, and also something that hopefully my kids will read and then learn some of the stuff that it, they don't want to hear from a dad, but they maybe, maybe get from them, a book, they might give them a copy, like without your name on the front is just so they think it's just from Greg and then, it'll be, then, then they'll read it. Um, you know, maybe have the publisher make you a, a special jacket for the book. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I, I was, I read a book recently and it was kind of like blown away and it's, it's very simple. It's small. Um, you know, it's basically sit down and read it in two hours or less type of type of deal. Yeah. And I found myself handing that literally handed out over a hundred copies of it. And I was talking to another buddy of mine who'd written a book about two years ago, which I loved and ironically probably bought a hundred copies of that one too and handed it out. Right. Because, and he said, you know, what I found is when I was doing the research for my book is like, when you can give somebody a book that even though if it's a simple concept, not, not just to understand, but to like apply. And in this case, like a story, a parable, those are the books that sell because people can actually take action on what they're, what they're learning or, you know, what the, what the story or the message of the book is. And he's like, you know, that's something at least for him with his publisher was, was something that they, that they really tried to do with his. And I noticed it in this other book I was telling him about. And so as you say that about yours and I got to, I was lucky enough to, to read an earlier copy of it. And I would, I would agree. Um, this, this falls, this falls in line. This is something that can easily be, I can see being gifted quite a bit to, to friends, coworkers, you know, team members, things like that, because, because of that ability. So um, just cause something's, I guess I've learned this too. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it's not very important. And in a lot of ways, groundbreaking for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those. Some of those early books I read were, you know, in retrospect, were probably pretty simple, but super impactful to me. Yeah, like you probably still think about some of those lessons from some of those early books today because they're they're show, they for you especially too. You've had this journey of like real estate agent, number one agent in the world, real estate investor, business owner, investor, you know, running ma massive companies, and so like you've you've really had a lot of like different iterations of your career 
And you probably still look back on some of those lessons that helped you at the very early days of being a real estate agent that help you today be, to be the chief real estate officer at Ojo Labs, which is a, not a small company, you know? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, absolutely right, Kevin. I mean, there's, there's things that I read back then. And we're talking, you know, you know, we're talking 35 years ago um, that I remember perfectly and still use them and, and, and share those ideas. So, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was the, early this morning, I was being interviewed and, um, but, and the guy's pretty young. I don't know how old he is, but probably 30. And um, he goes, how, so how long have you been in real estate? And I, uh, I got my license in 1983. This is, this is 2022. Next year, 2023, 1983 is 40 years. Um, have my real, uh, next year I will have my life real estate is 40 years. And I, and, and he, he, he took a selfie with the two of us and sent it to me a couple, you know, and a, like an hour or two later. And I, the first thing I said to myself was, God, I look old. I was like, what? You kind of are. You know, I was like, but you're not, you know, I don't, I don't think I am or feel that I am. But then, then if I ever slow down to look in the mirror or look at a picture, I go, mm. Occasionally you get a reminder. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, you know, it's, that's so funny. I saw this meme recently where it's like, I hate that. Like in my mind, tw 20 years ago is, is like 2000 is, or I'm sorry, uh, is 1980. Like it's, right. it's, you know, 20 years ago to me is still 1980. Like I'm yeah. not, how is it actually 20, you know, 2002? Uh, yeah. It's pretty wild how, how fast time goes. And especially too, um, you know, real estate, I looked up by the time this airs, maybe a week or two after I've had my real estate license for 15 years, which is, you know, for me, it's wild. I, I mean, I remember literally teaching classes, Chris, I mean, probably right about the time I met you or just before I met you, where I was trying to emphasize the point to other realtors that I hadn't even had a license a year yet. And I could do yeah. what I was trying to teach them to do. Yeah. And, um, it's so funny, you know, just look up and it, it goes, so it goes, it goes quick. And then you, you realize like 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, time's going to go by anyways, might as well make good use of it. You definitely have. And I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I, I, I do my best. So what's new with the book? Like, does this change anything for, I know, obviously, um, I know being an author is not like your full-time gig, but I mean, I, I asked you. Gig, you don't make money doing it. You spend money. But um, when it was done and when it showed up on Amazon and I ordered a copy for myself, that it was exciting. It was just exciting. Like to have, it's like finishing any project, you know, it always feels good. You know, you get something across the finish line. Um, so that was cool. And people say, well, what are you going to do? You're going to be, you know, you become a speaker, you become a coach, you have education companies. Like, and I usually have a plan for most things I do. I said, no, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to hope people like it. And, and like everything else in my life, I know if I, do my best, give it all that opportunities come and good things will happen. And, and that's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what transpires, but yeah, you know, I, um, it's funny. We, I, I hired a, a PR firm that will do some things over the next couple months. And 
the owner asked me for some testimonials from, from anyone I've mentored because the book is, the, the story is about a mentor and a mentee. And there's just basically those two characters in the book. And so I asked three people, um, hey, PR company would love a testimonial, one or two sentences, you know. And what they wrote back was like, it was like, you know, it was super touching to me. Like it, like it, it was, um, it just made me feel really good. And, and not from like an ego standpoint, but from, wow, I made, I made a difference. Yeah. Say, man, I, I know you, it's definitely not an ego standpoint. It is, it, it's sometimes I think too, you, you get doing things so much and you get doing what you do, that it's just part of who you are and what you do. And then when someone's sort of regurgitates it back to you and like, they can share with you the impact it's had on them. It's like, Oh, that's cool. It's kind of like the thing you're like, well, damn, I look old. You, you know, you're like, because <laughs> you're just doing what you're doing the same thing you've been doing. Right. And yeah. you're still, you know, you're, you go out, you're super active, you exercise, like you don't, you don't behave like, like someone who's old and just like the same thing as you behave like who you are. This is you, it's just what you do. And part of what you do is you give back to people, not just in real estate, but really in all, in all arenas in business and you help them. And it's, you know, so it's kind of what you do. So when you hear it back, it's, I mean, it's nice. And it, and in your case, it's real and, and you deserve it, man. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I, I think what, I think, um, we, you know, you don't normally, like you said, slow down enough to hear those things, or you don't even, a lot of times, you don't, those things don't even get said about you till you're dead. Yeah. And, you know, I had this excuse or reason to ask, for you know, them, them now. So um, now if they watch this, I'll be embarrassed. But, um, but anyways, it, uh, it is a cool thing. And so, hey, if, and it's funny, Greg told me this too. He said, look at when, one day someone's gonna come up to you or send you an email or message you on social media and say, man, your, your book really, really made an impact for me. He said, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's true. I believe him. I think you're probably going to have that. Um, you're going to have that experience a lot, is my guess, over the next couple of well, I don't know how long that takes for that to really hit. But my guess is you're going to experience that a lot. And um, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you did this. I'm glad, I'm, glad you wrote, I'm glad you wrote these thoughts down and shared this book with the world. Um, any, anything else about the book I should have asked you or we should, that we should kind of start to wrap up with in, in regards to the books? No, I mean, like if, if it's my hope is, and I think it's going to be the type of book that people, and you said this earlier, that people will want to give it to people they care about. And, um, and it's, a, it's a short enough story where if we talk too much about it, there's not going to be anything else to read or to learn. So um, it's a, uh, but hey, if you can, if you, on the website, you can read about it at the dominantthoughts.com and, and we give, hey, here's, here's what's in the book. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not comfortable yet talking about it, as you can probably tell. So maybe, well, maybe a month or two from now, I'll be, oh yeah, let me tell you this about the book. Well, uh, so I'll link to that dominantthoughts.com. Is that the best place to go by? I know you mentioned Amazon earlier. Is that if you if you click on the order on on the website, it sends you straight to Amazon. So you can go either way. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. So go there. We'll make sure we get those notes here in the, or those links in the, in the show notes. Anything else we should close with buddy or before we close, I should say. Um, oh, there's lots of stuff we could talk about, but, uh, well, you and I have a dinner coming up. We're probably we have a dinner coming up. So we'll catch up about sports, music, um, yeah. things happening in the real estate industry that, that we'll, we'll keep uh, to ourselves. And I feel like I have so much of all of those things to talk to you about, by the way, like, so, I mean, between our last phone call and today, like, I feel like so much has happened. I've just got so much to share and talk to you about. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Likewise. Likewise. All right. um, I appreciate you having me on. I know you guys, you and you and Fred um, do an awesome job with not only your podcast, but all the things that you do on, on social media and you have uh, a lot of great interviews you do. So thanks for carving out some time for me. I appreciate that. Uh, we enjoy doing it and um, we will, uh, we'll do that again. So Chris Heller, thanks a lot for being uh, a guest again on the Kevin and Fred show. I'll see you in a couple of days. And uh, for the listeners, we'll see you guys next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of eXp Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.